Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry. You're getting real life insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. Everybody, what's good? This is Dr. Nee Darko, the doc outside the box. Thank you for coming back for another episode. This is going to be a good one. This is a solo episode on five personal finance blogs that I am reading currently that I have used in the past to help me financially be a doc outside the box. Before we get into this episode, though, I want to take some time to run through two reviews on Apple Podcasts. And once again, I got to thank everyone who has taken the time out to go on Apple Podcasts, whether it's through the desktop or through their cell phone, and to leave a review. Whether it's just mine or it's someone else's, the best way to thank a podcaster, I'm telling you, is to go ahead and leave a review. It really helps the show to grow. It helps with the algorithms. And it really makes it easier for other people, people who aren't familiar with the show, to find a podcast, whether they type in the word docs or they're looking for something outside the box. It just will show up that much easier. And look at it as you're not really helping me. You're helping other doctors. You're helping other people who are looking for an outlet, looking for something that resonates with them so that we can continue to break the typecast that doctors aren't just doctors, okay? So here's the first review. The first review is from The Encouraging Doc, and it says, great resource, and it says, thank you for all the insight you continue to share on this podcast. Very informative, especially for the new career physician who wants to maintain clinical medicine but branch out into the entrepreneurial world. I am also extremely grateful to Dr. Darko for taking the time out to give me advice on a one-on-one level. He has such great knowledge, and I found our talk to be very inspiring. Keep soaring and teaching your highly appreciated Nina Lum. Yo, Dr. Lum, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Love it, love it, love it. And I do remember you now. I remember you by your name. I We, we met on, I think we met on Skype and there were some things that you wanted to talk about and we met and I'm glad that you were able to get a lot of value from that. So definitely appreciate you writing that five-star review. Another review is from Rupa MD and it says, great podcast. One of my friends shared with me and I am thankful for that. Thank you, Dr. Darko, for bringing great guests and you are fun to listen to. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for helping the physician community to think outside the box. It is liberating to even know that there are so many physicians that are trying to pursue their passions. I am learning a lot from these podcasts. Rupa MD, thank you so much. This is a revolution. I'm serious. This is a revolution. Just keep your headphones on. Listen to this. We are going to break that typecast. Doctors can do anything. We are more than just doctors. So to Rupa MD, to the encouraging doc, Thank you so much. And once again, it's very easy to go ahead and leave a review. If you go to the website docsotb and go to subscribe, there is a video that shows all of you Apple iPhone users or whatever Apple uh, product that you're using, how easy it is to go ahead and leave a review. And like I said, I really, really appreciate all of them. So on to this episode. So on this episode, 
Well, actually, before we get into this episode, there's one more thing I want to talk about, too, actually. This Friday, May 18th, depending on when you're listening to the show, but May 18th, I'm going to be ending the contest, the giveaway that I've been running for some time on the Docs Outside the Box survey. Now, if you go to docsotb.com forward slash survey, you'll see a survey where I've been using and I've been really learning a lot about what you all, the audience, want from the show, whether it's more episodes, less episodes, more solo episodes, you want to hear less from me, you want to hear more from guests. Um, It's been a really great opportunity for me to learn a lot about what you want, okay? So don't forget, when you fill out the survey, I'll be choosing a winner, and whoever that person is will win a $100 Amazon gift card plus a 15-minute strategy session with me. And during that strategy session, we can talk about anything you want to get help with, whether it's student loans, whether it's starting a podcast, whether it's, you know, going and trying to understand what it's like to be a locums physician, whatever you want to talk about that you need help with, that's what you'll win. So for those who are going to fill out a survey and you're a little bit, you know, discouraged that you didn't get on earlier, don't worry about this. I found a very easy way to make sure that everybody gets an equal chance to win. So please go ahead and visit www.docsotb.com forward slash survey. Now on to this, this episode. Now I want to start this episode by letting you know where I was prior to one starting the podcast and definitely way before paying off my student loan debt. Me and my wife did an episode recently called the 600, the way in which we paid off our debt which was $660,000 of student loan debt, how we did that in three years. Now, that's, that's one half of the story. The major portion, I think, is or was us realizing that we didn't have enough money. We weren't really smart with our money. She's a physician. I'm a physician. Obviously, we're living in a two physician household and we're living paycheck to paycheck. I don't know about you all, but there's something wrong with that. And for me, it was really important to start making really good financial decisions. The key question, though, is, is when throughout my education was I going to, one, get the information and the education to make smarter financial decisions? It doesn't just show up, right? You don't just start making these decisions. Now, if you go to my childhood, I was always taught to save my money. Um, you know, we didn't use credit cards that much in the household, you know, but it was a situation where we were very miserly, we were very frugal. But that's as far of an education that I got, which is save your money. I didn't really know that you can have money work for you in various ways, you know, whether it be in investments, using stocks, using bonds, or, you know, getting passive income, buying homes and things like that. Those type of conversations didn't happen in my household. And, you know, I was just in for a shock. I mean, I had spent all these years studying and really kind of shirking anything that was related to finances because I just kind of felt like there was a higher calling with medicine. Like money really is not that important. I really should be focusing on taking care of patients and having that great patient-doctor relationship. And it sounds really noble, right? The problem, though, with that is if you keep shirking the responsibilities to understand finance finances and get a good financial education, you end up with a target on your back. All right. I hate to burst your bust your bubble, but that's the truth. And it happened to me. And I realized in fellowship that I had made some really not smart decisions with financial advisors. I 
I talk about it in another podcast where basically I found one of my financial advisors, one of my insurance guys <laughs> in a club. And I'm dead serious. I, I met him in a club and we, you know, decided to to work together and the rest is history and it definitely went like how you would expect if you found someone in a club financially, right? So needless to say, I was really shocked. I was really pissed off at the amount of money that I was paying for my cash value life insurance. What was really worse was that not only did I make this bad decision, I went ahead and I gave referrals to other of other doctors to this person and um, just continued to perpetuate these bad decisions. And I was really hurt. I was just shocked that I can spend so much time studying and doing all this work and then someone would really, you know, kind of prey on me. Now, look, I, I, I have some culpability in this. I should have educated myself and I should have done the work to get more knowledge, but I didn't do that. And for a long period of time, I just was really shocked because I got a year end statement of my cash value life insurance and it showed that all this money had gone to penalties and like I had to say like 5% of the money that I had invested or put into this uh, plan was just left. That was it. Everything else had gone to penalties. And at one point we were paying more to our cash value life insurance than to our loans. It's a problem. It's a big, big problem. And from that time onwards, I just knew that there had to be another way. And I really made um, I made a, a pact with myself that I will never, ever feel vulnerable. I will never, ever let anyone take advantage of me. And I'll do my best to make sure that I educate myself as, as best as possible. That's easier said than done, right? I, like, how do you do that? So, you know, you either go to the library, you go on the Internet, for me, I decided to go on the internet and I started discovering blogs, podcasts, YouTube videos on the proper way to invest. I found the Dave Ramsey's and I just learned all the different things that I just didn't know in the past. I learned how to invest. I learned how to stop living paycheck to paycheck. I learned how to make sure that we don't have and continue to not have much consumer debt understood the concept of emergency savings. And, whew, you know, this is tough because for me, it, like I really felt like I was lost and I felt as though, you know, I had done so much hard work and it just, you know, I just really was very frustrated at this point. And to get to that point to and look back at where I am now, it really took a lot of, a lot of effort and it took a lot of self-reflection to realize you know, what What does it mean for me to be, to take responsibility for my situation? So long story short, I'm going to talk about the blogs that I found, the blogs that I used to help myself financially start thinking outside the box. This is going to be a first of a series of blogs, or excuse me, first of a series of posts that I put out about the different resources that I use to really take myself to a different level um, financially, mentally, what have you. So here are the financial financial blogs that I used. Okay, the first one obviously was the White Coat Investor. This is a, obviously a blog that's written by Jim Dolly, who's an ER physician. I think this is the go-to website for most physicians. And 
the reason why I really liked his website is I read his story and I really it resonated with me. And he started his blog. He started his educational path mainly because he felt at one point that he was vulnerable and he felt like he was ripped off by a financial person also, which is a very similar story to me also. And then what he found out is that this information that's out there, it, it, it doesn't require having to go through medical school again. It's it's actually very um, easy to understand, provided you spend the time with it. And I've I found his, his readings, I found his blog post to be very easy to read. And particularly the stuff about cash value life insurance, that his readings or his writings really helped me kind of just solidify that I was going to be done with my plan. And after that, me and my wife got rid of our plans after discovering and reading that post. And also in in his um, his blog, I, I learned about fee-only versus fee-based advisors. And with that, I was able to say goodbye to my commission-based financial advisor. And this person was a nice person, but it was not a financially smart decision for us anymore. So we said goodbye to that person, and um, we found someone who we are very happy with right now, and that is someone that we work with in a fee-only basis. So let's just say that the White Coat Investor really helped me immensely during loan repayback, um, as well as getting rid of my cash value life insurance, and I haven't looked back since. If you've never heard of the White Coat Investor, here are three posts that I think will help you a lot to get started and not get so, because there's so much information, there's so many posts on his website, I don't want you to get lost. So here are the top three posts that I think you should read. One is the top seven financial errors doctors make. What do advisors think about doctors? That's the second one. And the third is what you need to know about whole life insurance. And just so you all know, don't worry if you can't write all this stuff down. These links will be in the show notes on DocsOutsideTheBox.com and obviously will be in this episode. The next blog that I read that really opened my eyes was Passive Income MD. Now, he takes a different approach to making financial decisions for physicians. This is a website is more for trying to make money outside of the hospital or the clinic. His blog really centers along, you know, being having more of a balanced life, enjoying the privilege of being a doctor, but also at the same time trying to spend as much time with family as possible, trying to make money while you sleep, trying to make money in a passive way. I mean, is there really a such thing as passive income. I don't know if you could really say 100% there's such thing as passive income, but this is a great way to start thinking about detaching yourself from the usual trading your time in a hospital or clinic for dollars. If you're new to passive income, here are some episodes or posts that I recommend. The list of physician side hustles is a very comprehensive list of side hustles with clickable links that tell you all the different ways in which you can make money. Um, the next one is why I'm beginning my retirement today in my 30s. Help me to kind of really think about how I spend money and how I think about 
just me making money in general and what am I doing spending a lot of my time in the hospital? Maybe I should really take more of a balanced approach. And then the last one is, is what is passive income? Awesome, awesome way to start getting in your mind what passive income is, what it's not. I think we oftentimes have a very glamorous view of passive income, but I think this article does a really good job of painting the proper picture of passive income. I had Passive Income MD on my show. The name of the episode is Make Money While You Sleep. Don't worry. That link will be in the show notes. Here's another blog that I read. This one is called Physician on Fire. Fire is short for financially independent, retire early. And I'm not going to lie, I'm really jealous of Physician on Fire. He is an anesthesiologist who is practicing somewhere in the Midwest. And he is basically doesn't need to work anymore, right? This uh, blog is dedicated to issues around personal finance, early retirement, and medicine. And he talks about his life of basically reaching a point where the amount of money that he saved far outweighs his expenses on a family level. And because of that, he works when he wants to. And, you know, I think we all kind of want to attain this type of lifestyle, but he's actually living it right now. And he's dropping gems. He's dropping knowledge with his blog posts on how to actually get to that point. He talks about the different portfolios that he uses, the way in which his family on a yearly basis is able to really decrease their costs. You know, I've really learned a a lot about him, specifically about my portfolio decisions, what's really important in life for me. I got a chance to meet him a couple of years back, and he's very down to earth. And I could definitely say from me meeting him, from from me talking to him, you know, he really cares about the greater good for people. And I'm definitely off of that. And that's uh, a big reason why I continue to to read his post, read his blog. And it's been great to see his website do well and continue to grow. If you're new, here are three posts that I think you will want to read and help you kind of get started along that um, path is top five reasons I want to retire early, successful blogging, 10 steps to building and growing a website. This is a phenomenal post. If anybody is interested, first of all, in starting a blog, it's very useful. But then if you not only want to start a blog and you want to start actually monetizing that blog, excellent, excellent post. And then Debt Free by 40, why I chose to pay off my mortgage. I think this is going to open a lot of people's mind. Even for someone who's financially independent, this is a great article. I had him as episode 28 on the show. And once I, once again, like I said, all of these links will be in the show notes. Now, this next post Or this next website is something that I didn't use while I was going through my journey, my debt-free journey. This is something that I've recently discovered. And this uh, blog is called Miss Bonnie MD. Her tagline is, quote, helping independent women find financial clarity. And although I didn't use her when we were paying off our debt, I think it's really important to have diversity in voices Um, when you're trying to gather as much information as you can. The reason why I say that is one person can't be everything to everybody, right? The white coat investor has his audience. Passive income MD has 
their specific audience, me as Docs Outside the Box. You know, although I try to make my show as inclusive as possible, you know, it's just sometimes, you know, my voice may not resonate with everybody. And I think the same thing you can apply to personal finance blogs. And I think having a personal finance blog be written by a woman, I think, is is awesome. Um, I think I look at her her pot or excuse me, I look at her writing similar to how I look at Farnoosh Tarabi's podcast. Her information, although it's geared towards women, is literally right on time. It doesn't matter what your gender is. Her information is excellent. Um, it's easy to read. I've learned a lot. Uh, from her and you know I'm down I think that she's very honest about the mistakes she made in the past she writes about this and she is looking to attain financial independence in 15 to 20 years and I think she's definitely well on her way to doing it and I and I love that so here's some posts that I think you all can use to get started not only to learn but also to learn more about how she writes so one is YNAB saved my life and YNAB is short for you need a budget excellent post this is something that's really good is why a physician woman should strive for financial independence. Excellent post. And then something that I think um, I never knew about, or at least I didn't think about, is those that are in blended families. This post is called Blended Families, What You Need to Know. So I think that's an excellent blog that you all need to get on and check out. Now, last and definitely, definitely not least is His and Her Money. This is a blog written by a couple. They're, they are two high school sweethearts. They fell in love. They got married, um, but were total opposites with their finances. They are not physicians, but I used them before I started paying off our loans, and they have helped us really transform our personal finances similar to the white coat investor. Talit, who's the husband, he is an Army veteran, and he's now a special ed teacher. He brought in about $30,000 of consumer debt into the marriage. And Ty, she's, uh has a degree in finance, and she is, she's got her finances in order. So you can see already how they're opposites with money. Together, they have been able to overcome debt. They've been able to stop living paycheck to paycheck, and they've learned to live on one salary. And from, I, I mean, they make a very formidable couple. They are known as America's number one money couple. They have won numerous awards at FinCon. It's, and it's not just blogs. It's videos. It's debt-free interviews similar to Dave Ramsey. And these all have really kept Renee and I on a straight and narrow. And we really, really relied on them when we would have months of difficulty. Because, look, you know, it's, it's one thing to decide that you want to start paying off debt Right. But then it's another thing when you're in the midst of paying off debt and you may not be seeing as much progress as you would like to see or you're just tired because you're pulling so many extra shifts and you want to give up or you just don't have anybody to you know bounce new ideas off of. It's good to find and listen to other people who are being very successful. So this is where his and her money really came in and kind of helped us kind of get through the really tough times. Now, if you've never heard of His and Her Money, I definitely think you should check them out. But here are three posts that I think you'll definitely learn a lot from. The first one is why we have 13 bank accounts. And they are serious. They have 13 separate bank accounts. Now, I know you guys may be like, wait, 13 bank accounts. That's going to be really hard to keep track of. Click on this link. Watch their video. 
and you're going to be shocked. And I want you to write me back and tell me what you think about this video. The next one is how we went from living off two incomes down to one. Amazing, amazing post. And it's really helped me and Renee really start to consolidate and really start to live off of one salary so that we can use. And this was pivotal. We were able to use we were able to live off of her salary and use my salary to pay off the student loan debt. And that really took our debt payoff to another level. And then last but not least, we were recently featured as of this week. We were recently featured as one of their debt free debt payoff stories. And the name of that is called How Nee and Renee Destroyed Over $600,000 of Student Loan Debt. It was fun to talk with them. Similar to Farnoosh Tarabi when I had her on recently. It's amazing to actually spend so many years listening to someone's teachings and then get a chance to get interviewed by that person or this couple. It really was a great experience. And um, we really thank them a lot for this. It was great. I encourage you all to listen to this episode. So that's about it, guys. That's the five blogs that I use currently to help me think financially outside the box. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. I always like to be as real as possible with you all. I also like to be honest and let you all know that there are times when, you know, I'm vulnerable. There are times when I don't understand something and I always make sure that, you know, I try to go out and try to educate myself as much as possible. So I hope you all do the same. I hope you all find some value from these various blogs. Do I expect you all to go and read all of these? No, but Take a look at each and every one of them. Find one that resonates with you and go from there. If you love this episode, please make sure you share it on social. Please screenshot this if you're listening. Um, share it on IG where it's and tag me at Docs Outside the Box. On Twitter and Facebook, I'm at Docs OTB. And I really, really appreciate it when you share on IG stories. And remember, you can use the hashtag, I'm not just a doc. I'll go ahead and I'll search that hashtag and I'll go ahead and retweet that. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, please make sure that you are subscribed so you can always get up-to-date updates on on the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and I might just read it on the next episode. So look, I'm going to catch you guys on the next one. But remember one thing, we only got one life. Let's make it count and live outside the box. Peace.